Our learning objective is to apply trading strategies using futures contracts, especially with regard to the creation of basis risk. Remember, trading strategies can involve such activities as hedging, where people take opposite positions to reduce risk exposure on one of the positions. When people hedge, they have a business reason to take a position in one commodity, and they use the futures contract to reduce their business risk exposure. Another trading strategy is speculating, where you simply think you know where the price is going to go. So a dentist who thinks uh, the price of corn is going to go up may take a long position in the corn futures contract. Uh, most dentists do not have need for, 5, 000, for the delivery of 5,000 bushels of corn. So ultimately, uh, whether the dentist makes or loses money, uh, the dentist will close out the position. And then there's spreading, which is creating a combination trade, such as both long and short positions in the futures market. And spreading is just a variation of the arbitrage activity that we have talked about. So what we want to do is focus on hedging. Again, hedging occurs because the person must take a position in the commodity for business reasons. Example, a farmer is long the crop in his field. The farmer's business is growing the crop. So a farmer could use futures, commodity futures, to hedge uh, the, the, the price risk. Another example is a producer of the raw material uh, who is short the raw material. So <clears throat> let's say a firm that is in business to build houses signs contracts to build a certain number of houses. Now houses normally require the use of a large quantity of plywood. So as soon as the home builder has signed the contracts, the producer is short uh, the raw material and need, will need to go out and acquire the raw material at a later date. So while the crop is growing, the farmer is exposed to price risk. That is risk that the spot market price of the crop will fall. If the farmer sells a futures contract, so he's long the crop in the field and he goes short a futures contract. What he is doing is replacing price risk with what we call basis risk. Basis risk is the central concept to the strategy of hedging. Basis is defined as the cash market price minus the futures market price. And I always remember basis uh, using the alphabetical sequence BCF. Basis equals cash minus futures. In a perfect hedge, the basis does not change. Basis risk, when we talk about basis risk, it's the risk that the basis will change. So when someone is using futures contracts to hedge, what they are actually doing is substituting basis risk for 
price risk. And a hedge will be successful only as long as the basis risk is less than the price risk. Hedges can be defined as short hedges or long hedges. In a short hedge, the hedger is short the futures contract and long the commodity. So in our primary example, again, the farmer who is long the crop in the field and, and goes short a futures contract is a, setting up a short hedge. A long hedge is where the person takes a long position in the futures contract. So continuing our uh, builder example, uh, the builder has contracted to build houses and he takes a long position in plywood futures contract to offset his short position in which he has promised delivery of plywood as part of building the house. So when you are hedging, it's the position in the futures contract that determines whether it is a short hedge or a long hedge. Let's go through an extensive short hedge example. And in this example, let's say the farmer plants 30,000 bushels of corn. And the current spot, that is cash market price of corn, is $5.20 a bushel. So if the corn is harvested and sold today, which of course you can't plant, grow, and harvest today, but if you could, the proceeds would be 30,000 bushels times $5.20 a bushel, or $156,000. Put another way, if the price does not change, if the cash price does not change between when he plants the corn and he harvests the corn, his gross proceeds will be $156,000. Now, let's say the farmer decides to set up a hedge and the farmer sells six futures contracts at $5 a bushel. Remember, a futures contract is 5,000 bushels, so if he plants 30,000 bushels in the field, six futures contracts will exactly hedge the 30,000 bushels. It may seem odd that the price of the futures contract is different than the spot market price. Well, there's a lot of reasons for this. Remember, the futures contract uh, price is for, uh, is, should be thought of as the price when delivery is made. So that may be three or four months from now versus the cash market price is the price today. So you have a time differential between the spot price and the futures contract price. Secondly, the spot price is, is for the price of corn in that local market. Don't think of the spot price as being a universal price. I assure you the price of a bushel of corn in Iowa at the end of the harvest season is a lot different than the price of corn in northern Maine at the same time. So spot market price will vary by where you are located. 
every different market can have a different spot market price. The futures contract is for a, the price of delivery at a specified location. So you have not only difference in time, you have difference in location, and ultimately there may also be quality differences. The farmer may plant one type of corn, but the futures contract involves a different type of corn. So lots of reasons why the spot market price and the futures price would be different. But the key point here is not that they're different, but the basis. And the basis in this case is 20 cents. The $5.20 spot market price minus the $5 futures price. And the farmer then, once he goes short six futures contracts, uh, provides the appropriate margin. Now we fast forward to harvest time. And let's say that what the farmer had feared, which is the price of corn falling, did in fact occur. And so at harvest time, let's say the cash price is $4.50 a bushel, and the futures price is $4.30 a bushel. Now, in this example, notice that the basis has not changed. The basis is still 20 cents. 450 minus 430. And because the basis has not changed, this will turn out to be a perfect hedge. So, what the farmer does next is, of course, he harvests the crop and he sells the corn in the local cash market. So he sells the corn, 30,000 bushels, at $4.50 a bushel in the local cash market, and that brings in $135,000. However, when he starts to harvest, he simultaneously closes out his futures position. Now, in the futures position, because he went short, he closes out by buying. And we said that the futures price is now $4.30. So, in the farmer's futures position, he has bought at $4.30, he sold at $5. Granted, he sold first and then he bought later, but his purchase price is still $4.30, his selling price was $5, so that's a profit of $0.70 cents per bushel, and he had six contracts, so that's 30,000 bushels for a profit of $21,000. Now, let's look at what the farmer accomplished. He has the proceeds from the sale of the crop, that's $135,000, and he has the profit on the futures hedge, which was 21, and so his uh, proceeds from these two uh, activities is $156,000. If you go back to the start of this example, remember that when the farmer planted the crop, if he could have sold it at that time at the spot market price, he would have taken in $156,000. So because this was a perfect hedge, the basis did not change, the farmer ended up accomplishing exactly what he expected to do, and that was achieve proceeds of $156,000. Now, 
had the price of corn gone up rather than down, then, and, the, and, and if the hedge had remained perfect, then the farmer still would have ended up with 156000 However, the farmer might say to himself, curses. If I had not set up the hedge, I could have actually gotten more for my crop. Well, that's true. One of the risks of protecting yourself from a drop in the price is you lose the benefit of the upside movement. It's a little bit analogous to saying if I buy a life insurance policy and I don't die, then I should be unhappy about having paid the premium. Well, you should be happy you lived uh, and not uh, concerned about the premium that you paid. Another possibility is that the basis might change. Depending on how the basis changes, the net proceeds could end up being more than 156000 or less than 156000 The key point here, though, is that uh, as long as the change in basis is small, the ultimate impact on the proceeds will be small versus the fact that the farmer had a tremendous price exposure uh, on the crop before setting up the hedge. Okay, again, let's, let's talk a little more about speculating and spreading. Speculating brings the maximum risk exposure. So it's a case of the investor thinks he or she knows something that other people don't know or don't appreciate. It turns out the studies have shown that most speculators lose money. Speculators can take long positions or short positions. Spreading is using offsetting positions in related contracts, and so what you're doing is you're betting on a change in the differential between two contracts. So again, uh, you might think that the price of December corn will rise relative to the price of March corn, and so you would go long the December corn, short the March corn. Let's consider some true-false questions. The more stable the basis, the more successful a hedge will be. That statement is fundamental to the whole concept of hedging. That's true. Speculators always take the short position in a futures trade. Well, that one's false. Speculators can be long or short. If the basis changes, a hedger may earn more or less than originally expected from a hedged position. That one is true. Hedging does not guarantee you will get exactly what you think. Hedging is to reduce the variability in what you expect to get from, from a transaction. 